Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight game Star Wars RPG Live. Currently, our story is Friends Like These and can be found as a standalone module. This is Act 1, Episode 3, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. And I am Leslie. I play Kith, the mechanic saboteur, sabotage queen, Bothan, who is going to be distraught in the very near future. Avast, me hearties. Gather out and I'll tell ye a story about Matu Ordo, a Mandalorian commando who had a duty of combat victory and settled it well on Zorn. Matey. TV93, you can call me Amp, is played by Brent Brown, soon to be necromancer, droid master, destroyer of worlds. And I must say, are you sure you're not a Star Destroyer? Because you blow me away. <laughs> and I'm Christine. I play the captain everyone is going to hate, uh, Nematolemy, who uh, might have given away one person's ship, not believed in others' force vision, and just never shown any respect to the third member of her squad. And uh, somehow throughout all this, her duty is personnel, although in her mind it's more about keeping people alive than keeping them happy. Hey, hey, Brent. Brent, hmm? Brent, hmm? you know what they say on Alderaan? Keep it together. <laughs> Alderaan is, is this just a how, let's all be horrible people hour? How can you tell that hour? these two are dads? <laughs> <laughs> that too. All your jokes are in Alderaan places. <laughs> You've been listening to Adam again. So, so I think we get a question. Yes, and I'm going to ask Matu a question. With Zorn being in such disarray, are you finding any hope for the battle to come? No. (laughs) Absolutely not. In fact, the only hope I have is maybe, maybe my team can commandeer one of those walkers and we can take them both out simultaneously. That might frighten the Imperial Stormtroopers long enough that the conventional Uh, defenses can hold. Both? There are five of them. I don't remember asking you to count anything for me. Still, the plan holds. We'll commandeer at least one, maybe two. Take out as many Imperial walkers as we can. If we crush the front two, it'll become impassable terrain. All we have to do is slow them down, but a bunch of builders aren't going to be able to be useful for that. I don't even like these people. I don't think that holding this section is particularly sound strategically. I don't know if the reinforcements the Alliance is going to send is going to be enough. So no, not a lot of hope, especially with all those horrifying force visions that I keep having. Have you had another one recently? <laughs> Are you having one now? No, but I'm going to roll one as soon as I get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, for a quick little recap, to get everyone up to speed, I'm going to tap Nima for this. We've received new orders back on Excarga and immediately diverted to the planet Zorn which possesses a factory for retrofitting starships with weapons and new components. We learned in a council meeting with their leadership that a Gladiator-class Star Destroyer and support craft are on their way here to take the foundry for their own purposes. Alliance reinforcements are on their way. However, they're going to arrive in 53 hours when the Empire will get here in 48 So we need to buy five hours of time, which is a very, very long time in a battle. 
our host, the uh, patricians of the various clans, most notably Cal Corsa and Lyra Hardin, can't stop bickering because their politics are more important than staying alive right now. Trying to make the most of what resources we had, my squad split up to cover more ground. Kith uh, had a conversation with Lyra Hardin in order to figure out what sort of components they can start churning out from the factories to aid in the defense. Uh, meanwhile, Matt too conversed with Chief Bellows to get a look, the lay of the land and do a perimeter check. And uh, TV went to explore the core ship graveyard, looking for old deactivated droids and useful parts, guns, whatever. And I caught a transport up to uh, meet with Captain Relo, a Tagruta pirate who had a couple of potential allies for us. I managed to convince him to stick around and set up a meeting with a Mandalorian clan leader, although the other possible option are Zygerian slavers. <sighs> Not quite sure how I feel about that. Uh, and in order to secure Captain Relo's help, I may have made a deal to trade Kith's ship, the Vanishing Point, for Relo's unfortunately named ship, the Marshmallow Handshake. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Kith. That, that sounds about right. Seriously, Chris, where did that even come from? Oh, that that is a secret joke for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> for the moment, uh, Nima's making her way back down from the shipyard in orbit in one of the cargo ships. I, I might have picked up a little bit of a Chagruta rum because, of course, he's going to have that aboard. Uh, because she needs, needs a, just a drink, you know, to calm her nerves right now. It's just been, you know, she doesn't have a problem. I found it in the marshmallow handshake. I'm not sure how long it's been there. I really but don't you know right now. <laughs> it's well aged. <laughs> so as we're waiting for her to get back down onto the planet, I'm thinking that we should cut over to... Actually, I do think we should be cutting over to TV as he gets up onto the surface. Wasn't he supposed to be bringing Kith the plans for the walker first? Are we just going to say that happened and move along? Okay, uh, I actually had thought before Kith headed off, Kith had... Them. They had that whole conversation without her, as far as I knew. So I didn't say anything, because I was with Harden. Yeah, I actually think Kith had already wandered off at that point. So we can just say that he transferred them. But first he transmits the plans for his saddle, where he would he will ride the droid. Okay, cool beans. That's all I needed. Saddle? Saddle. Command center. Command seat. Throne. On top of the droid that he will be riding into battle. <laughs> of, of course. With the drums in, in front. We're all gonna die. I think we've already... Gonna program them to march to the beat of the different drummer. Yeah, you get up onto the surface. Each of these landing shafts are, like, one is probably a good 500 meters across. The other one's probably a good 400 meters across. And they've got these four emitters on the quadrants to tractor beams to, like, auto-guide people down. There's, off to the side, a bunch of disheveled-looking warehouses. And before you, you can see there's at least nine, ten, maybe even a dozen core ships ahead of you. Like... These are the giant balls in the center of the Trade Federation Lucre Hulk battleships, or droid control ships. 
or the giant ships that are on the ground in Attack of the Clones. And off to your left, sort of tilted on its side, is a acclimator, I guess you could call it a Star Destroyer. It's actually a fairly large ship. Like One of its broadsides is pretty much directly pointed towards the core ship graveyard. Do you be able to stand there for a minute and say, Whoa. What sort of thing are you wanting to be looking through? Are you wanting to go to any of the core ships? Yeah, so back in what I like to think of as the dice bank, when um, TV made the roll to see if he uh, remembered any plans or whatnot, he got two success, a threat, and a triumph. And I think that the success was that he remembered the plans for the droids. I'm not sure that that, that triumph ever got uh, really uh, narrated or evaluated. Not exactly, no. So I'm I'm thinking that perhaps that triumph is that um, not only did he remember the plans, which was the, the role that he was going for, but that he also has historical knowledge of this part of the galaxy, this planet, these types of ships, and that he might know uh, the best place to go looking for the types of droids for which we seek. The core ship that is closest to you, you can see that the far side has been shot up pretty bad. But the side that's closer to you still has one of its landing struts fully extended and sitting properly on the ground. The two that are off to the sides are kind of compressed and it's leaning away. But you can still see the open outline of the uh, hangar that you would expect to find a bunch of droids in. It would take you a little bit to climb up there, but yeah, you droids for the Trade Federation and the CIS are somewhat compressible. So you're pretty sure that you can find something on one of these ships that eh, these meatbags have probably overlooked. Are you going on a dungeon crawl? Because I want to go on the dungeon crawl if you're going on a dungeon crawl. Dungeon crawl would be pretty awesome. Um, so are the type of droids I'm likely to find here like the the battle droids? I think Nima wanted something a little bigger, but he might not care. Do destroyers have dungeons? Destroyers are dungeons. turn into dungeons. Because we, we talked about everything from a spider droid to a walker to a droid army. Most of the droid army is just the actual army itself. You might be able to find a larger droid, but most of the droids you're going to find are a platoon of B1 battle droids. Maybe a squad of droid decas, which would be kind of fun. Maybe even one or two of those um, vulture droids that I like so much hanging from one of the ceilings. TV is not a fan of exercise, but uh, despite that, this is interesting enough that he will start making his way to that ship. There is going to be some climbing in it. I'm figuring that this is going to be eh, one purple, one red, and a setback, because it's weathered. A lot of this stuff, like a lot of the outside has been sort of smoothed down a bit, but a lot of new handholds and manipulator arm holds you can find. Really? You're spending a black a black destiny against my two green roll? <laughs> that was to get the red, Matt. Fine, I'm giving it back. Abject <laughs> failure. <laughs> Four failures. This actually works for me. I'm sort of figuring the TVs are climbing up, like actually trying to climb up this leg. And, well, the added weight just doesn't work for this leg. He gets up, hands above his head, his legs kind of wrapped around it, and then he hears this creak and crash as the upper joint 
holds, but all the hydraulics keeping it extended give way, and it slams into the side of the ship, propelling TV through the side, and he lands on this internal bay. Oh, dude. Taking four damage. Bomber. Looking around, you can see that this had been one of these storage areas. A lot of it's been picked clean. A lot of it, it looks like it was actually trying to load up when it got destroyed. That most of the wrecks that are deeper in, like where you just broke through the wall, normally those would be the last ones to get filled because, well, deeper in, they're wanting to make sure that if they take off, they can have easy out stuff. And you're seeing like the front half maybe has something in it, but there's been a lot of dust blowing through. Well, he will uh, sit himself up and kind of shake his head. Kind of hold his head on either side. Hopefully his sunglasses didn't get damaged. And stand up, and uh, he will make his way that direction. Okay, in that case, I would like to get a... Walking check? <laughs> Actually, I was going to go with a knowledge warfare check, knowing that you know where to look for it. Uh-huh. On the other hand, it is just going to be a... See, the problem is, is I have so many of these wonderful destiny points and a black heart that worked so well for me actually the thing that i'm wanting to do with the destiny point is not so much do a roll but with that leg gone you can feel this core ship starting to rock excellent it's teetering from one side to the other and back again and back and forth bogus yeah almost sort of like a seesaw like it's a ball, so it's going from, like, one leg to the other, and it's hyper-compressing them, and then they start shooting it back up and causing the floor that you're on to get really... Actually, just flat-out rocking. As you're sort of looking around, trying to see uh, what's going on, everything's just starting to move, because everything's on tracks. Half of the interior of the ship is to move around compressed droids. They've been folded up into these neat little, almost carryable boxes. And some of the crane parts and track parts are swinging above you. A couple of the ones on the floor are moving now. So, yeah, I'm going to get a two purple, two black knowledge warfare check off of you. And the blacks are because of just everything going on distracting you. Hmm. This is kind of awesome. So TV succeeds with uh, one success and four advantage. So that's actually a huge amount of advantage. Is there anything that you're kind of wanting to get out of that? No, what I would like to get out of it, but what would TV like to get out of it? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking he needs this on like video for the band, so he can like make like a rock video out of it or something. But probably would be more expeditious to make his way to either a part of the ship where the droids aren't rolling around like a funhouse, or. For him to somehow lock the droids and lock the racks in place so that he can see what he's dealing with. Okay, because I was figuring that this was some like you actually finding some. Oh, okay. That works too. Preferably some that aren't rolling around. They're like a pinball machine. Uh, but the most fun kind would be almost pinballing around as they're rolling around in these nice compact balls. Oh. Like, say about eight of them? Oh, Okay. So yeah, he's running around, like one rolls to him, he runs over and grabs it, and kind of tries to roll it over to a corner, but then another goes off in another direction, so he tries to pry that one in place. 
and goes running off the other one. And uh, he's, he's ultimately trying to get them all together. And it's a lot like an I Love Lucy episode, pretty much. He's just touching about. Imagine some Benny Hill music. So as has happened, you got some splaining to do. On the other hand, thinking of Chris and Matu, I'm thinking that him and Chief Bellows are out patrolling around the outside, trying maybe trying to find like, where the likely place that the Imperials are going to land, see if there's any other things that might be picked up. In particular, I'm looking for things that I saw before. Okay. I'm looking for where Kith put the explosive. I'm looking for where the Mandalorians did their rocket pack launch point. Okay, so you know what you're looking for. What skill are you wanting to use to look? Oh, right, character sheet. Um, I didn't use that last time. <laughs> I was just going to yell pirate things. Survival is my best shot. Uh, or a perception. I could do a perception. I'm okay at perception. Okay, survival for doing that would be a little bit harder, but not, not crazy much, but yeah. Perception does sort of feel like a better version. But you know where you're going, so I'm actually going to give you an upgrade for that. Or you've got an idea on what these places look like. And, like, there's one thing that you... The clone graveyard should be something that you are able to pick out not too horribly. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking, as I try and give the party as many light side destiny points as possible... I am thinking it's going to be one purple, one red, and you guys are on speeder bikes, so I'm going to go with a setback from that. You're on speeder bikes? I want one. (laughs) With my upgrade, I got a yellow, two green. Because of some sort of force talent I bought, I get a blue for perception. So uh, then I got a purple, a red, and a black. Here we go. Two successes. I'm impressed, man. So two successes. I'm thinking that you find the edge of the clone graveyard, where a fair amount of troops have been buried. Like, you can see the blaster rifles sticking up, the helmets on them, their dog tags around the handle of the blaster rifles. It goes on... It's not quite as far as the eye can see. Like, you can definitely see the end, but it's this fairly flat area... And it's in the shadow of the acclimator. And then from there, further out, you can see a plane about a bit over a half click, maybe a full click away. And a bunch of core ships and debris and sort of warrens more towards where the landing shafts are. Okay, so we stop, we hop off, I look around, I stand approximately where I stood before in the vision. I look around over to Bellows. Did you know any of them? No, this wasn't my battle. My battle was far from here. Mm. Still, a shame. So many dead. So many of my brothers. Okay, so in the vision, there was a pit. And I never figured out what that meant. Uh, Me, Chris, (laughs) I never figured it out. So I'm going to look for it using the force to see if I get another crack at this. I'm going to roll it. I got <laughs> two dark side. This is why we save the force points. <laughs> now, if I've never actually had to do it on two dark side. If I flip one, do they just like cancel out or, or am I good? 
I'm not quite sure what you're meaning. Well, there's like two dark side pips, so I have to flip two destiny. It, it only costs one destiny point, but it, you will yeah. take two strain for sp- if you want to spend that. Yeah, okay, exactly. That's fine. Let's do it. You're looking around, and then you sort of go into this half looking and half uh, seeing out what's there and what's in the forest vision. You look over where you think the landing zone for the Imperials are, and you can see this faded version of TV atop this spider droid with a this almost throne as he's leading a group of destroyer droids ahead of him. And you're looking back to where you're pretty sure that the pits were, that you saw those, where you saw the Savrips. And as you're looking, and then you like sort of focus off in that direction for a bit, and you just sort of feel the infighting between the Savrips, the snipping and sniping, and then it's almost like your vision becomes clear with Bellows standing beside you, and you're pointed exactly at the landing shafts of the facility of Foundry 4. What's down there? Why, that's where we came from. Hmm, that's strange. I still don't understand it. Alright, listen, uh, take a few notes. Over there is where the Imperials are going to land. This over here seems to be the ideal positioning for TV and his spider droid and his droidica army. Or at least that's where they're going to be. But is that the ideal position? Should I see it? Should I move it? You know what? I'll let TV figure that out. Just take take a note, Bellows. Take a note. Of course. They're going to come this way. The direction that it looks like they're going to be coming is actually a fairly good lane between a couple droid control ships. <sighs> the sound reps were... All right. Maybe it's a representation of the political infighting. He looks up. Come on, Plo, give me a hint here. No, huh? No? Alright, well... <laughs> let's find TV. Let, maybe he's over by one of those control ships or something. Got a little issue going on right now. And one of the droid deck is... As it's rolling, like, there's the hole that you came through and one of them rolls right out. Ah, right on time, Amp. Good work, finding the droid cars. TV kind of comes up to the hole and looks down and says, Oh, yeah, that one's for you. <laughs> just just a sec. <laughs> Disappears back in. And then like, I'm almost envisioning TV now up on top of one of the droid deckers, like Almost like the like a seal on a ball or whatever. <laughs> and as all of them now are rolling up, plump, 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 out onto the ground. I think he's probably on top, but he's like running backwards. As it yeah, exactly. Forward. It's like, how do I get off this thing? And eventually he, get fall- he gets off by falling backwards onto his back as the I last droid goes rolling up to Matu. Should really learn to levitate things with my mind. Probably help. Really should Ouch. do that. You alright there, Amp? Uh, just as I planned. <laughs> that was uh, pretty gro- groovy, um, bro. Dude. <laughs> Just don't. It was wicked awesome. That sweet move. Just get up already. Come on now. <laughs> he gets up and says, it was pretty wicked awesome. All right. Well, can we use those? Do they work? Well, probably. Can you control them? Uh, yeah. Are you willing to control them? 
I admit I do have philosophical issues with this. But let's just get Kith to get them working, and then we'll see what we do. Right. I'll start drafting a recruitment speech for droids. You should join the Rebel Alliance. We have Moon Superior. Song. Oh, um, okay. I, I have a mildly silly question. For something semi-leadershipy from TV. Uh-oh. <laughs> or I'll take Charm on account of him being a uh, bit of a musician. I don't know. TV's TV. Weird things happen. I'm just kind of wanting to get a tiny bit of a roll, though. This has disaster written all over it. That's the TV we know and love. <laughs> you have, Miss. you know, tons of ranks on leadership, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm also wanting to burn off some of this advantage that you had. That Sure, yeah, you did some of that, but, yeah, you know, other thing. Other thing. And with this, I am looking at... I'm really thinking it's just going to be one red, one What black. is he rolling for? Uh, some... Shydroid. Shydroid? He said one red and one one red and one purple. One red, one black. And I'm actually using the destiny point for you to have the roll. Wow. Yes, I'm flipping a destiny point to have this weird little scene show up as TV thinks that he sees something out the side of his photoreceptor. As maybe it's a droid? Maybe not? He's not quite sure. <laughs> and two success. <laughs> okay. That's not bad. <laughs> Given what I had to work with. Seriously, with that many light side points. And, uh... You never get try. <laughs> also, I said against one red. Oh, uh, one red? Yeah, I said one, one red. red and one black knight. Okay, well, wait, 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 wait. Terrible despair and horror. Can't he just roll the one red and figure it from the original roll? Maybe not have a despair and <laughs> to fail. Well, I was just going to replace the purple with n- that had nothing with the... Still, despair and failure. No, take the horrible one. Fail. Oh my god! This way gets to succeed Children. with a despair. No, fail. Fail. Do it. Fail. <laughs> okay, we've had all three options. Brent, which one do you want to do? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fail. <laughs> fail. I think if I think if thematically it fits, he's trying to order a droid he hasn't ordered in thirty years. He doesn't want to. He's high. He doesn't actually even know what he's doing. <laughs> honestly, Brent Ben is up to stuff. I'm dizzy. Brent himself doesn't understand what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> okay, this works. This works, and especially with the way that Chris is describing it, it's at this point standing in behind the ship, you hear this relatively large kathump, kathump, kathump with a bit of a mechanical tang. And then sort of peeking out, you can see this very sort of short dome, but it's a bit wider than any of the vulture droids that you remember. And then it jumps out, squatting down as much as one of these things can as it looks at TV. Like, it's big head with these glowing, almost spears in it for eyes as it almost is bumping its head up against TV's face and the back of it's just sort of squiggling in the air like 10 feet up its hind legs just sort of squiggling in the air as it's looking and just sort of if anything almost sniffing at TV whoa how you doing little droid dude not so little big droid dude (laughs) As you say that, it turns and knocks TV flying, 
the despair and sort of bolts off into the core ship graveyard as TV goes flying. Ah, I'm going with about another, yeah, 10 feet, 15. Uh, can I catch him? Ah, go with like a hard athletics check. Sure, what's the difficulty? I want to toss in a red just because, because I think it would be hilarious. The double fail? I'm sorry, despair. <laughs> exactly, I think that would be absolutely hilarious. Are you catching um, with yeah, your mind that's... or with your athletics? Oh no, oh no, you want my athletics. I'm I want your athletics, but you're the <laughs> one that's chanting fail from the corner, Chris. Fail, so wait, is this one red or fail, red and a purple? Uh, it's going to be two purple, two one, purple red. one red. Two purple, one red. My base athletics is one yellow, three green, two blue, and a force die. Force die, I guess I'll flip. There we go. So two yellow, two green, two blue against two purple, one red, and the force. Ha! Success, four advantages. And a dark side point, which I'm not going to use. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a lot of blank dice on that roll. That was, that was weird. <laughs> TV is just sort of jump, like getting kicked by this giant droid. And you're just sort of able to catch him as you raise your hands up. I'm really just sort of seeing that as he would go sailing over your head and you're able to like, <laughs> grab onto him. Wow, hey, uh, I appreciate the relaxed attitude, but you could duck. TV just slumps down in Matu's arms and says, why does this keep happening to me? Hey, hey, it's all right, bro. Is um, he holding him? You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like a damsel in distress. <laughs> and, uh, and, and TV's got his fiction, arms around people. his neck. Fan fiction. <laughs> this is not going anywhere good. <laughs> <laughs> says you oh, I think it's amazing. going awesome you know Amp uh, we all got our strong suits yours is thinking mine is climbing <laughs> next time we'll just you know switch positions deal dude uh, I'll put him down before anyone takes a picture <laughs> <laughs> oh I really want Bellows to take a picture you just see Bellows <laughs> Bellows actually has a security uh... cam on his chest that just records everything he does yeah <laughs> exactly but otherwise it's like you can on that you can see the corner of his elbow as he's shaking his head like, oh, no. so so at this point tv is going to convince matu that we desperately need this droid but it's really just because he wants it as a mount you want that flying thing that just kicked you it's a very powerful tactical advantage against the types of troops that we're going to be um facing you want to ride it don't you you have no proof of that he lands up looking indignant. I'm a Mandalorian. We love riding droids. I totally get where you're coming from. Let's go get it. Right. Uh, Bellows, uh, go give that data to Kif. We're going to go capture a droid. TV goes running off into the weeds. <laughs> also, don't tell Kith we're going to capture a droid. <laughs> the thing is, Kith is actually already on her way to the surface. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell Nima either. All right, so I was sort of figuring for the moment, yeah, cutting over to Kith because we haven't really checked in with her this episode. So Kith has just sort of set out a few of the ideas of what she said for like setting up some of these uh, proximity type mines or IFF mines for in orbit. TV had dropped off some of the larger shooter type droids that yeah they could probably figure out, and you and. Like Kith and Lyra had been spitballing a bunch of ideas on what they could probably do. You said that you were heading up to the surface? Yeah, yeah, because um, she wanted to go check out and see what their resources up top might be, since she was thinking having the, right. the pouncing points 
Like, you know, this is a wreck. Nobody should pay attention to this wreck. Explosions. You get up to the surface. You can see off to the side some of the warehouses off to the left. Uh, I'm figuring Lyra actually came up with you because she's... Whatever you tell to get done, it's going to go through her to the engineers to I thought get she done. was refitting the... I have people for that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and unless you explicitly do want to wander around on your own. Oh, no, Kit totally wants to wander around by herself, but, you know, she's got to have a chaperone. She's got to have a chaperone. I mean, she's a kid. She's pretty much used to it. Uh, it's also, this is the person who actually knows where all the stuff is up here that they have, so might be an idea. Oh, Kith would have wanted to bring a um one of those hover carts in case she found anything a repulsor cool. Slide, yeah. Oh, yeah, they've got this. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so harden in tow... What do you plan on doing with this? With what? The sled here. I'm, I'm just going to have it around for, for stuff. You know, you find stuff uh, sometimes. Huh. Might be neat things. Like... We're going scavenging, aren't we? We're tactically examining <laughs> our options, and I would like to technically be able to take things back with me if we find them. Scavenging and looting. Got it. No one buys the BS this episode. <laughs> Look, I've been around as long as you've been, Droid. <laughs> Who's not actually here that I'm sassing with. <laughs> Just sassing in the general direction. <laughs> in the grand scheme, the two of them actually could have been on opposite sides. Actually, so, if he yeah. was at Zorn, they kind of were. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, actually were, were on opposite sides. Now that you mention it, yes. So really, Bellows and Lyra are taking this far better than most people would expect. What, that we've got a TV droid? Yeah. Yeah, good thing they don't know about TJ then. TJ is more what they would expect than the surfer bro droid. Eh, I guess that he's... That That's true. He's, the oh. surfer bro droid is a little... Anyway, we're on the surface looking around. Yes, you're on the surface with a cargo sled thing. Will Bellows be coming back past us or would he have gone a different way? Bellows, yeah, they'll be coming back past you. There's only two ways down into the foundry through our two landing shafts. Yep, like there's a shaft you guys came through, and then there's the other slightly larger one. So maybe we don't actually have a sled. Maybe we have like a little ATV tractor thing with a a tub on the back, just for expedition. I was really thinking that was like one of those skip things that is in Return of the Jedi. So well, we can get a ride. I can give you the tour if you want. Oh, that would be great. So sick of having to walk everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kith um, is totally up for a ride and a tour, um, and actually she would be totally cool since she's not very familiar with a lot of the really big Imperial ships, or actually pretty much anything from the Clone Wars, because she's Anne Child. She's just a youngin. <laughs> she really would, she'd be cool with Harden kind of walking her through, like, okay, this is this kind of ship, this is what it was used for, um, this is, well, that's obviously a destroyer, and that's a big, scary thing, you know? Yeah, I can see her like uh, uh, going into a little bit more detail since she was actually here for at least part of the battle. I don't actually know where she w if she was on the ground or in the air for it, but you know, kind of you know relate different points. You know, like oh, you know, this over here is where the separatists were were trenched in, and uh, oh, you should have seen the the spider droids they sent out from that one. It was a it was a right mess. It was, 
and uh, she'll just kind of go on as we're, um, if you've got Ben's map, I see her kind of doing the like long way around where first we'll kind of go through the, the core ship graveyard and she's pointing out a lot of that and you can see in the distance the uh, like bow of the acclimator, the large destroyer sticking up and she'll make sure to point that out too. That was one of our ships or one of the Republic ships that came on down here unfortunately got shot out of the out of the sky but uh still mostly intact might be able to get some pieces off of it at least maybe even get it running with enough work i was about to say how mostly intact because that looks like a wreck and if they think it's a wreck and we can shoot them well why don't we go around that way and uh, take a closer look haven't been more focused on the foundry haven't really evaluated it that much yet let's do that Kith is excited. She she knows that this is all going to hell in a handbat. Sorry. <laughs> going to some bad Star Wars place in a Star Wars space handbasket. <laughs> there is a Star Wars hell, though. Because they actually say hell in Star Wars. Yeah, because Han says, it'll see you in hell. And then Pablo Hidalgo had to write a 45-page paragraph essay about why hell exists <laughs> in Star Wars. <laughs> okay. So Lear will maneuver the skiff, um, kind of changing course through the graveyard. Uh, you can see there are a couple of other, like, auxiliary buildings, uh, like, way at the edge of the graveyard from here, one of which looks like a big old warehouse. And it's not really clear what the what the Ooh. other ones are from here. They're almost like silos or something up on a hill. Are those yours? Are, th- are ours? Uh, I guess you could say so. Those over there uh, contain uh, some hazardous materials. Didn't really feel right to keep them underground. You with can't us. see Didn't it, but Kit's ears just went dink. <laughs> just ears perked straight up. I mean, some of that stuff's pretty explosive. Uh, don't want to cause a cave in or something. Wouldn't want that. No, no. <laughs> uh, now, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. The other building there is that the warehouse, or is that underground? The two rectangles there are the warehouses. Okay, that's what I thought. The silos are sort of spotted here, there, and everywhere. Other buildings over there, some old warehouses. I had hoped to clean them up and start using them for storage, but they're just too far gone. Just, it's not safe for anybody or anything to be kept there. We've got a little bit. I've been, I still have some excess uh, turbo lasers and ion cannons in there, but uh, hoping to clear them out soon. Best just to clear the buildings and start fresh again. Now, are they over any tunnels or are they just on the surface like is that is that solid ground beneath them they are on the surface but the note here on my page does say that they're near the landing shafts yeah they're near the landing shafts but i was having issues with scale so so if they were to explode we're saying it would probably be bad the way that was described was like around the landing shafts but like in the sort of hills of junk so that they're a bit more contained and yes leslie you can so Kit has a lot of toys to play with right now. The question is, which one does she want to play with first? She's going to be staring around a lot while this is going. She's going to be trying to take in detail from as much as she can. She's going to be looking at the wreck. She's going to be looking. I'm assuming there there are some like smaller parts that are floating around. She's going to be looking for anything that might catch her eye or remind her of something she might be interested in. Um, so I was kind of thinking I'd do a general perception roll before we hit up. The actual assault ship. Okay. So the general one, I'm figuring that this is going to be... Eh, it's going to be two purple, one black. Two purple, two... 
Defibrillator. Words. I'm very good at them. I promise. I don't understand your your young slang. <laughs> so I had I had something up my nose. I think there was a dust buddy or something. I told you it was dirty up here. You said it was dirty up here. <laughs> That's two purple and a setback. She has got conveniently <laughs> two green and, and a rank in perception suddenly that she always had. Uh, can Lyra assist her in some way? She does know the area pretty well. Also, she's been pointing things out. So I'd definitely go with a boost off of that. Woohoo! I hope. And this is probably pushing it, but Kith has a very specific idea in mind for parts that she's kind of eyeballing. Would that be a boost or setback? Okay, I'll give a boost off that. Yes! She is stoked, man. Alright, so uh, for the... We have four light side points. Actually, no. I'm I'm going to correct that. It's going to be a boost and a setback. A boost and a set. I will accept that, and I will... Chris, do you mind if I um, risk your, your dark side pool? Your dark side safety pool? I mean... I guess. I'm using it. <laughs> We're going to be coming up on the end of the night anyway. Spend them. So I'm spending a light side, so it's going to be one green, two yellow, two boost, two setback, two purple. Correct? Mm-hmm. Is it good? Should I open my eyes? Yeah. Three success, two advantage. I mean, my dice did show up to rob you of a lot of your advantage, but I'm pretty happy with it. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So part of what Kith is specifically looking for, since um, some of the advantage did come from her, her notions... Mm-hmm. will be actually kind of droid mobility units, like chassis that aren't entirely destroyed that she could maybe repurpose. I'm not 100% certain what you're meaning by that. Like walker type Smaller. things? Smaller. Limbs. We'll, we'll do like... Oh, okay, okay. I was... Sorry, I thought you were meaning... There's absolutely a whole bunch of limbs and torsos and you know the shadow raptor how it kind of had that room full of protocol droids and they were sort of taken apart think that time's about a hundred strewn around okay for the life of me i can't figure out what you're what you're gathering here child this is, looks like a mess of scrap it is a mess of scrap but it's also a good idea thank you for your assistance and uh-huh. what is that thing and she just kind of points at one of the the globe shaped things that apparently have rolled out of a ship, one of the core ships, as we're driving by. Is that a, is that a destroyer droid? I asked you. Anyway, here. Well, I've got I've got my data pad out. I'm making little marks on things that we need to consider. So I'll make a little mark on the the marble. So then you're going over to the acclimator wreck. Actually, off in that direction, you would see a grand three people standing around with, like, there's a droid, there's a giant. You can see this. Seriously, it's like a 15-foot-tall droid running away, and you see this T-Series tactical droid running after it, like, arm outstretched. This one Mandalorian trying to keep pace. This other one just sort of shaking his head on a speeder bike, pacing them. Ah, hell. But as you're going past the acclimator, you see that the underside of it actually looks intact. Like, in driving, you're keeping away from the... I think she uh, would She would do that. Fairly certain. You can see on the underside, the turbo lasers look like they're in decent condition. They've been protected from the elements. The skin on this side looks actually pretty solid. The top side may not be much, but 
at least this like bottom quarter of the ship. Um, the lasers you say are good. Is there a way that the lasers could actually be fired up even though they're on the bottom of the ship? Quite possible. Like the ship itself is tilted at an angle, like about a uh, thirty degree angle. So yeah, you definitely have sky in there as well. May not be a very wide field of view, but no. But anything that's actually coming down to land, absolutely. You might get towards the bottom of everything, but. That's also where there's slow and a landing and craft shot hit. out of the sky is a landing craft shot out of the sky. Okay. Exactly. Then also you can take pot shots at lockers as they're coming around. Well, I can safely say uh, this thing ain't flying again. Well, I'm completely willing to agree with you, given most of the um, the skin is actually very well vented. But that spot right there, hmm. that could be a nice surprise. It has a rather large number of guns. I'm surprised you guys didn't take them off. Mm-hmm. Again, I haven't got around to really looking at it yet. It'll take some work, though. Well, she marks X's along where the guns are on her data pad. Do you want to cut back to Matthew <laughs> uh, and TV as they're chasing after this With hyena With the sack still playing in the background? Kinda. And then as a hyena is leading them, from Kit's point of view, they're going deeper and deeper into the core ship graveyard. It takes a few minutes, and then it takes a few minutes, and then Bellows finally just gets so bored, he drives in front and just parks there, forcing the hyena bomber to stop, at which point it sends out this loud sort of digital screech, which Kith might understand, TV actually would understand, and it sounds like it's calling for its squad mates, of which... I wish I could Everything do the raptor help noise from Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> um, is it auditioning to be our lead singer? Because I'm not impressed. It is pretty bad. But I mean, it's for its legs, not its vocals. What is it doing? Make it stop. Robot, stop. Stop that right now. Don't make me go over there, dude. I'm getting the, the rolled up newspaper. I'm getting the oil spritzer. <laughs> yeah, I want to get leadership off of TV. I am going to give an upgrade because you've got Matu and Bellows there, and Bellows is being at least a little bit, not exactly intimidating, but he's looking officious there. Because he's, like, Bellows is standing there with his leg down off of his speeder bike, looking up at this thing, almost like he would at a drunk hey. or a dog. That's gone if I throw you much. on top of it, could your computer slice it? Yeah. Can I throw you on top of it? Yeah. Yes. Fastball special. Give me, give me a difficulty. <laughs> Question. Ranged heavy or athletics? Uh, uh, my athletics is way better. Okay. So athletics, I'm going to go with... Well, you're doing this two TV, so I'm figuring that this is going to be a two purple, one red, and a setback. I don't want to kill TV, so I'm going to flip. Uh, so we've got two yellow, two green, two blue, two purple, one red, one black, one force tie, which means I've used all of them. Heck yeah! Awesome. Oh yeah. So Something <laughs> happened here. <laughs> Well, okay, just tell the roll, because this two is success, an awesome one. three advantage, two light side points, and a despair. So oh, I yeah. grab TV, and I go, Flamandalore! And I throw him, aided by the power of the Force. I'm guessing I'm going to transform them into advantages. So I've got five advantages. I don't oh, want God. TV to get wow. hurt. For our listeners, 
there's the episode one vulture droids. Those are these uh, starfighters that walk on like these stilt legs and have this one head. Well, Hyena Bomber is bigger. It's almost like a Tie Bomber with its sort of like small, almost head thing and its real head and. It's bigger. So, like, there's an actual platform there, but I'm figuring with the despair. Oh, that would be absolutely perfect. So, yeah, you're able to throw him up. He lands and is able to catch himself on the secondary head. But in doing so, there's a huge clay. And with that, I'm gonna go with you here, another three sets of these giant heavy legs charge over and you even hear one attempt to take off and you hear like it goes kathump 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 and and back down onto its leg of kathump kathump and coming over it tries to take off and actually do the flying thing which it's good at but yeah not so much i gotta pull out my sword i think we've made a mistake what were these things made of it's been 30 years why are they still working good geonosin manufacturing i mean it's great so now you've got tv sort of holding on to the secondary head of this hyena bomber then like, he's up there and absolutely can slice into him. At this point, you get a k on the com. Guys, what are you even doing over there? No. Now. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine here now. Duh. How are you? <laughs> Good. And he's, he's digging out his, uh, his slicing tools and trying to find the data port on the back of the, uh, the droid, which he should know where it is, so he finds it pretty speedily. And, and attempts the slice. Oh, oh. All right. So, what is your intended Dude, use of the slice? Okay, just stick the flash cord in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to share some of my special programs. You better hope it's not a bad trip, dude. <laughs> then we're going to have a dance off. Big turd blossom. Be just like the end of Guardians. God. Ooh, child, things are going to get brighter. You're slicing. It is a CIS. You've got at least some memory of CIS protocols. I'm going to make this a... I really can't justify anything over a one purple, one red, one black. With me using a Dark Destiny point. Alrighty. And would this be bypassing security? It doesn't really feel like it. Not with you trying to... Bypass it security? <laughs> well, are you though? It sounded like you were just trying to get the thing uh, high. If you're doing something else, it like if you're trying to like get control of it or make it recognize you, then I go with it. Actually, yeah, if you're trying to get it to recognize you, I'd absolutely go with my best. Uh, I don't think TV's thinking that clearly. One triumph. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In that case. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna use natural programmer to reroll because that's that's awesome. Note. Natural programmer being used on a failing triumph. Let's see what can comes oh, from this. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With no triumph. <laughs> you you basically just tossed your triumph. Uh, <laughs> yep. But if it's any oh. consolation, I also threw away my natural programmer role for the cool. session. TV just gets distracted and he's like, "Nah, I'm gonna use this myself." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's like just sort of laying there on top. Timmy, what are you doing? Dude, it's hard. Dude, something is going to kill us. 
he says, over the open comms, forgetting Kip is listening. What is going on over there? We're on our way! I think I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Don't need to come over here. Should I have my gun out? <laughs> no, don't shoot it. <laughs> well, she's driving, man. Well, I'm not gonna keep my blaster holstered. <laughs> I really should have succeeded in one of those roles. So yeah, you've <laughs> you really should have. All right, so okay, with the way Matthew's flailing around, uh, I'm kind of wanting to do a coercion against one red. I really haven't coercion. It just sort of feels like he's trying <laughs> to growl everything into work. How many more despairs can we get for the night? I've got a yellow and a green. Recoversion. Boom! Two success, two threat. Um, I think what this is is Matu's deepest fear realized, although he doesn't even know what's happening. A long, long time ago, way in the early episodes, he was afraid that TV's programming was going to short circuit, he was going to identify Matu as a clone, and then uh, that was going to cause him to get shot in the back. In the meantime, in the intervening time period, he has upgraded his laminate armor, changed it to be white and gray to match the commando markings of uh, Plo Kloon's uh, personal battalion under clone commander Wolf. So he looks even more like a clone than before, and as he's standing there, he's not even yelling at the droid, he's actually yelling at TV. Uh, but the droid, you know, it's old. It doesn't really understand what's going on. So he just sees a big scary clone scaring a, uh, waving a sword around and yelling. And for some reason that seems to resonate with the droid's programming. I'm really figuring with this, the four of them get into this line. And like, we're talking a 60, um, even longer, like this hundred foot across line of the four of them standing there, each of them like curved around Bellows and Matu, looking down at him, and there falls off TV as they're all pointing forward, and TV's just, he's been trying to get into this thing's programming scomp link, and it just isn't working, and yeah, he just slowly slides off and crash. <laughs> Why is this happening to me, dude? And then Kith shows up. In time to see TV just land and lay there moaning. Pretty much, yeah. What? Uh, I... Kith? Matu? Do you have any restraining bolts? Yes. Uh... Can we just, just for now, we'll talk to these droids later, but just so they don't kill us, let's put them on. Kith. TV, what happened to you? Are you sure you're not a blaster because you're really stunning? Hey, hey, you know what they say on Hoff. Keep it frosty. Uh, um, excuse me. Uh, she, she puts up a finger to her. Leave my squad alone for a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> like, I'm sort of figuring as this is happening, the cargo shuttle's coming in and Nima's combat finally gets back in combat. Oh, so d did I hear some of that conversation? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is going Oh my goodness. And she stands there listening to the bakering back and forth for a minute. <sighs> Takes another pull from the bottle. <laughs> I really hope she tuned right back in for <laughs> the, the pickup line. Report. <laughs> should, should we do a not right now? Oh, LT, uh, 
No problems here. We just uh, commandeered some Volta droids. I think that's what they're called. Oh, good. That went smoothly? Uh, about as smooth as you might expect. <laughs> no injuries. <laughs> and No injuries I've, we can't I've handle. Got, I've got patch kits right in this pocket, man. We're good. <laughs> that's That's good. Well, um, I'm done with Captain uh, Relo for the moment. Uh, when you're all done out there, why don't you come back to the vanishing point? There's a couple things I need to go over with everybody. We'll be back there in a few minutes. Stop. Look around. We'll be back there in like a half hour. Matu, I'm going to need a boost up. They're kind of <laughs> tall. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. You can find me, Christine, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, TH, Night with a K. The tactical droid who fancied himself a droid necromancer and ended up being a failed rodeo clown can be found at Ibrant Brown on Twitter. Uh, and you can find Leslie and Kith staring in awe at the wonders of her teammates at Leslie GS. If you follow me at Soul Zero, Chris, you might catch me trying to outdo Brent with a more Star Wars pickup lines because now I can't stop making them. Why? <laughs> Taking notes. You can find us all at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes. And while you're there, help us out by rating and reviewing the show. We're on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. And you can drop us a holocom to heroes at thehydeanway.com. Uh, we would love to hear suggestions for TV's band. Ampersand. Oh, yeah. I mean, Amp's band. I, I, you know. I'll get the name right. Or Amster's band. Or a name for Amp's band. Like, that would definitely be a thing. And if you're wanting to help out with the show financially, and are able to, you can find us at patreon.com slash way, where you can help us replace equipment as it comes up. 